0: I say five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to I understood that reference episode
1: five. <laughs> we're back again.
0: Oh God! Oh, we're back. Oh, oh, we're back.
1: Um. Ooh, ah, you're just you're just shaking it off. It's like, it's like
0: yeah, that was I was like, did that come out? Because that was I was pretty shaken, like yeah, a kind it of like, like a wet, you know, like a wet dog.
1: Oh, I was gonna say you've just you know after the previous episode, you literally got up from where you were sitting, you are sitting, and then you just walked into like a cupboard and you just stayed there gathering dust until this recording. So you've just had to legitimately dust yourself off.
0: That is that is not too far. I was like a Saint Patrick's Day. <laughs> well, to my closet I go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. What a man. What a man.
0: Oh, yeah. By the way, happy belated St. Paddy's Day. St. Patrick's Day, everyone. That that great, great day of the year, huh? Mm,
1: Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Was it one of the rubber bandits put up a fantastic tweet about it about how it's nothing to do with the like? Obviously, the origin is obviously a patron saint thing. It's, it's a holy religious holiday, and by holy, I mean there's a lot, of, a lot of holes in it. I mean, I don't know about yeah. the snake business. Jesus, he, I did some extraordinary tweet about how it, really it's about going to confession. <laughs> so everyone should be going to confession on Paddy's Day. That's what I'm saying to repent
0: is this is this uh blind bite the guy who was the podcast is it
1: what did we say about advertising other podcasts what did God you th- say God. about advertising other podcasts
0: you son of a bitch i set that up i set that up beautifully oh, you were oh. you
1: were trying to you were trying to catch me off guard with that when you, you you crafty old mm. snake
0: yeah you, i guess you are the snake yeah, aren't you the- see i told you the snakes aren't in of Ireland yeah,
1: for those following us on twitter ross beat me to it and i was pronounced um uh, snake of the year i believe was essentially, essentially what I took from it, Snake of the Year for Paddy's Day. So I'm going to, have to make sure I'm, I'm quicker to the, to the mark next time.
0: Snake of the Year 2019 goes to Rob Gieldy.
1: And I'm thrilled about it. Um, right, so when we kick things off, buddy, I think really the first thing we have to address is, of course, um, the results. But well, the results, we didn't get a whole pile of entries, but <laughs> 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 we'll go with the Ross Fact Rob Fact um, from Robert, last Robert, week. Robert, 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 Robert. Um, so I'm going to say mine. You can say yours. My one was, uh, after the movie Ratatouille, um, the people of Paris went on a massive rampage and over two million rats were uh, exterminated in two months. What was yours, buddy? Uh, mine was that there was an actual Transformer in the movie Aliens. And for those of you who have been waiting on tenter hooks, I'm assuming you definitely didn't Google these to verify. But. <laughs> that, is a, that is a weakness of the game. We're, we're, we're. Count the people's integrity, Yeah, in honest an honesty policy here is what we're, we're banking on. But believe it or not, the Ratatouille fact was in fact false.
0: Oh, you rat. You dirty rat. I know. Yeah. I know I said you're a snake, uh, yeah, but you're also rat a, a rat. Snake.
1: I don't think it had anything to do with uh, getting rid of the rats, but um, there's definitely a correlation there somewhere. Do you, Could you please lend us some insight into this Transformers uh, in the Alien? So thing? this is
0: great because I had a few people say things like, oh, is there like a, a an electronic Transformer in <laughs> the film? I love that. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. There's an actual Transformer, as in the Decepticon Shockwave. He's not in, not once, but twice. Twice. three times at the very start of the film did. when they discover uh Ripley's escape pod they go into it and obviously they need to make it look futuristic and stuff but there's a, there's two Shockwaves two Shockwaves transformed into their robot laser mode uh stuck upside down on the roof to make them look futuristic that's epic and uh, they are actually Shockwave the Decepticon Shockwave
1: and why was that specifically used Is that because the you know there was a production designer who was a fan of Transformers. You know, why, why didn't they just come up with their own gun? Seems like a, round, a roundabout
0: way. You see, the weird thing is he's a so shockwave, who is in Bumblebee, the purple guy. He's a Cybertronian laser gun. So he looks kind of futuristic and cool. So obviously they saw the design and went, that is what we want for our faux futuristic spaceship. But look, he's right there, front and center. Should have got billed. First thing in the credits. Fantastic. Amazing.
1: Well, listen, I really didn't know that, and even when you said it, I was kind of thinking, hold on, have we got two false facts here are we on <laughs> the maiden voyage of of the Ross fact Rob fact, have we messed this up but um yeah, we've got we've, <laughs> oh, surprise, surprise. Yeah. what a surprise that would be. we both got false facts that would have been fantastic to be fair.
0: when you told me your fact. I just laughed I <laughs> just, just laughed so I was so glad you told me it off air or it would have been way too obvious because of my laughter
1: um, so listen we'll, we'll follow up with the, with the next Ross Fact Rob Fact at the end of the episode but now it's time to move on to of course The Great Reference Game The Great Reference Game The Great game, Reference game game, game 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 oh I went spooky with that one <laughs> <laughs> so listen, that sounded
0: even creepier for me uh, to be honest
1: <laughs> so listen it's uh, my turn this week, and I think this is quite poetic because this quote, I think, is a very good descriptor of you as well, Ross. So here we go. Your reference this week is, you're a sad, strange little man.
0: Oh, God. Oh, God. I know. Oh.
1: You should know it, but I'm not sure if you'll get it immediately.
0: Oh no! I'll know it. I'll definitely know it when it comes up. Yeah, there, this there is...
1: should be a trigger. I think mine is a little bit more fair than your ridiculous Bill Murray offhand camera <laughs> remark that I was supposed to get.
0: Did you do it? Are you doing an impression of the person? Because I did a fantastic Bill Murray impression. I Thank no, you very I think. Much.
1: I think this. I think my um my impression. Not that it's particularly good. I just think the way it's said it might be a bit too much of a giveaway up top. But um, don't worry. I'll return to a yeah impression <laughs> okay, right, as perfect. the episode But I guess we'll have to move on to the news. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's kick it off. Okay, okay, okay. You ready for a bit of a punch-up? Because it's box office time, baby. Nice. (laughs) Nice.
0: Ding, 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 ding. We're Uh, in the ring. It's time to box So listen, I
1: don't want to spend long on this. I'm not sure how many people are interested in uh, this box office stuff. But for some reason, I don't know why, but I just... I think I find numbers fascinating. And when it's related to movies, it's even better. So there's a couple of things I just want to highlight. Um, Those of you who might have already seen it, Captain Marvel's been out a couple of weeks. It is obviously now... Already the reigning champ, <clears throat> it's almost at two or sorry not at two hundred. It's almost at eight hundred million dollars worldwide after two weeks. Crazy! That is cr- ridiculous, in the sense that it is the sixth biggest opening of all time for a movie of all time. Yeah, of all time. So and like you're talking about the competition in that top six that it's against are two Avengers movies, and <clears throat> um two Star Wars movies and Jurassic Park. So.
0: Did did you ever think we would be in this world? <laughs> <laughs> no, did you ever think no, you would, no. we would be here, where we I are mean, right it now? It is
1: in itself a marvel, but it it is. But Mr. and a captain. I, I no, think sorry, this it's is extraordinary. And we can touch on it for a second, but there was a like, there was a lot of fear that you know you know there's they just God. I mean, people. There's there's that kind of mind hype scenario. People can be just the worst sometimes, but obviously, I don't know these ex, sort of extreme. I don't want to call them fans. I'm just going to call them people. But I don't want to call them extremists either. So I'm kind of caught in a you, bit of a middle ground You could say here.
0: they put the rotten into Rotten Tomatoes. They do.
1: So as you probably are aware, they've been trying to um, troll the movie because I, I guess they're misogynists or they hate, they hate women or something. But basically, they're trying to tank the movie. Um, they they were dis- they were downvoting videos on YouTube. They were uh, submitting false reviews to IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes um, to try and you know falsify the scores. And despite, even despite that, it has been already a monumental success, which, you know, is actually quite a relief because I was afraid that the movie would tank for just absolutely the wrong reasons Um, Ross and I will dive into a little bit of a a brief review later but suffice to say the movie's been oh I'm intrigued by that (laughs) we
0: we did not tell each other our opinions of the film no I so I I am am on
1: so I'm this is it's pretty fresh for me so I'm still kind of digesting elements of it but we'll get to that the other thing I want to touch on uh, on the the the, the box office side of things is that's obviously the top movie of the year so far Captain Marvel it's probably going to cross a billion there's like at the rate it's going it's just phenomenal it kind of has that at this point uh, I think. but the second movie so early in its release the second movie for the for like globally is um, called The Wandering Earth Ross are you familiar with The Wandering I Earth
0: I've literally never heard of this film in
1: my life. <laughs> this is, well on that basis what do you what can you tell me about it I, I, oh, I can Take tell it you th- it's th- Chinese yeah <laughs> <laughs> well done you <laughs> alright oh, I mean, yeah. i have got the reference yet but I got that yeah I no, spot on it's sitting at a cozy 700 million um, and and it's made barely nothing uh, in the US. Maybe only maybe it's 5 or 10 million or something. I'm not entirely sure, but it's just... It, 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 we touched on this before about how that, that Chinese market is just so it's it's really the place to be <laughs> if you're a film I have
0: the best segue into into the thing I want to talk about soon but I'm going to let you keep talking with the box office for a while but at the very end of when you talk about box office just bring it back to the Chinese market just just for me yeah
1: oh yeah, of course I, I, anything for you anything for you it'll
0: totally seem like it was planned the whole time yeah, okay. I can edit this out right
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll just we'll just we'll, I'll just take it the, the bit where I mentioned the Chinese movie and we'll just hard cut it into the yeah. end so that
0: it won't suit the, at all it'll be mid conversation yeah, yeah. Chinese market
1: Yeah, that's what it says. Johnny's market. Actually, every time uh, I end the box office segment going forward, I just have to cut it with Johnny's market.
0: I mean, that's probably what it's going to be,
1: regardless. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, listen. The premise of the movie is interesting. It's based on a short story. The Earth, uh, the sun is dying. The Earth is freezing over. So they like put all these rocket boosters on the planet and try and shoot it to a warmer spot in the solar system. I know that sounds daft, but I've watched the trailer. It looks very impressive visually and apparently it's actually quite a wholesome all of the earth coming together kind of narrative it'll be definitely a bit cheesy and probably a bit um, pulpy because of you're catering to sort of mostly a Chinese audience but um, is it live action yeah 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 yeah. and it like the effects okay. look impressive but like I, I'm i not saying anyone go out and watch the movie I'm just saying maybe watch the trailer you're
0: not going to go out to China and watch the movie no <laughs>
1: i mean i was about to book my tickets but now you're kind of giving me a bit of a second thought here anyway listen i, I mean can- my
0: brother who lives in china for those who don't know is now just going to be listening to this going oh is that right ross is that right yeah.
1: well listen, <laughs> i'll round it out by saying how to train the dragon is uh sitting almost at 500 million that's not bad going um it's kind of slacking in pace in comparison to the second one but it's going to pass out the first one so it'll be fine elite battle angel it not hasn't broke 400 million yet that's a little bit worrying it, that movie might just about break even. And Glass is number five. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's certainly shattered expectations. Anyway, listen, um, Ross, uh, Chi- yes. Chinese market.
0: Oh, wow. Well, it's amazing that you said that. Oh, cool. Because I'm going to segue into my bit of news now, which is about Bumblebee. Oh. And look, it's been a while since I've talked about Transformers. I've got like three things here I'm literally going to absolutely dart through. Oh, so take one, We covered it before. Mm-hmm. We success- successfully did it guys Bumblebee is officially A reboot And not a prequel
1: We did it Every, every yeah. Everybody pat yourselves on the back pat, pat the boot of your car Do everything you can To reward yourself We did it it's-
0: Shockwave in the Aliens movie right now Is jumping around those tables Or whatever it was on And he's just so happy I mean, There's a xenomorph really, really That's just getting this.
1: completely spooked By the fact that this gun Has just transformed into Did you say Predator Or Aliens it's from I forgot. Aliens Okay okay grand Yeah,
0: Seriously I'm so happy about this It's great because remember we were talking before about the producer Who said it wasn't actually a prequel Even Mm. though it clearly was It's come out now that it's definitely um, a reboot There's a sequel already planned That's going to be a kind of a buddy film with Optimus And Bumblebee together They're promised that there's going to be a bit more Bayhem is the exact word they used in it Which (laughs) leads me to believe that they've learned All of the wrong lessons
1: I have that note down myself uh, literally have the word behem written down here
0: in my notes. I thought you meant literally have all the wrong lessons learned.
1: <laughs> no, that's just my mantra.
0: That is that is your mantra. You do say that quite a lot to me, to be honest. <laughs> but but the, the the crazy thing about this is that um, it actually did not do tremendously well uh, domestically. But what saved this film is the Chinese market, where it did phenomenally well. Yeah, and so much so that it absolutely it came in as like. I don't know what it was a 6.6 times its return or something like this whereas without the Chinese market it would only would have done half that. So the Chinese market has literally saved Bumblebee and this entire rebooted universe mm. which makes me very very happy to hear.
1: I mean the the, the it was very popular in Asia anyway the those Transformers movies but it par- it's it's isn't it so interesting that the ter- like the definitively bad ones were making upwards of a billion dollars each time the, the Bayhem ones but then the one that has a bit of soul a bit of heart because it has less of that pulpy action, though, you know, there's, I guess there's less to draw the general punter to the movie. You know, It hurts me as a human. It hurts me as a human but in this situation. But it was still a success. Listen, it made about half a billion. That's not a bad showing for any movie.
0: Especially after the poor first opening weekend that it had, as we have touched on before.
1: It, it opened in a busy period, which was definitely a strange decision. I don't know how they thought. They really backed themselves against Aquaman and Spider-Man and Mary Poppins, which I just... That's really interesting. But, look, you and I both enjoyed it. We 100 did. It's turned a profit, and I'm only thrilled that they've just decided. Let's just commit to this. Let's make. I'm like, how oh, good is this? Oh, 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 oh. They're not. They're just slowly drip feeding little old, little old transformers into us. So I'm so, a I'm bit so of old... glad you you
0: said that they uh, committed to this, Rob, because uh, the, 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 I, I have all these bundled to get bumbled together. One might say. Oh, but of course. The, the other me. next crazy bit of news is that here we go. Not only are they making a sequel to the Bumblebee okay. movie are also making a sequel to transformers the last night
1: what oh yes hold on. I, I, hang on <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta roll this out here <laughs> <laughs> this is insane see, i believe a minute ago you said something about lessons learned was that something you said a minute ago
0: yeah yeah and i said all the wrong lessons were learned i believe <laughs> you're a mantra right
1: <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> I, I, i'm so conflicted it's my mantra but i disagree with I, I, i'm so conflicted yeah, right
0: i now. disagree with my own mantra yeah
1: <laughs> i gotta get a new mantra <laughs> uh, they keep telling me at work you, you gotta get a new mantra You're, it's the worst for context would you believe it <laughs> or not
0: there i don't think any god. context is gonna help this situation <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I need i i need god i want i'm dying oh my god Drink to which beer. listen the um i watched the intro to the last night to see how they teed up this king <laughs> arthur <laughs> mythology <laughs> and i had to turn it off because stanley tucci plays merlin and he's just weirdly riffing in a cave with a transformer that doesn't speak any human language and i remember thinking to myself this is the craziest scene i've what, what 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 are they doing that what? in itself was enough to tell me that this is utter tack. What what are just... they
0: doing? That was Michael Bay's manager when he was making those films. <laughs> what am I doing? With, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> essentially.
1: Oh, well I, I'm sure you're thrilled that they're that they're continuing both uh what so is are these going to be kept distinct? These universes.
0: Now, I would like to highlight this. Does this one producer? So this is the producer who I said before originally said Bumblebee wasn't a remake. His name is Lorenzo di Bonaventura, which firstly makes him sound like Ace Ventura, which makes me like them. But then or the fact that park. they talk absolute crap, completely, repeatedly, just makes me not like them. So it's a, <laughs> a love hate thing here. Uh, uh,
1: let's look at the obvious reasons they're doing this. They feel like they can make money from both, so they've decided. Oh, yeah. Some some people like the Bayham; those ones made the most movies, or I'm sorry, those movies made the most money. Let's keep making those. But hey, look, these ones. The, the Bumblebee one was definitely a, a critical success. People really enjoyed it, and we can, you know, we could definitely commit more fan service to that one. So why don't we do that as well? <laughs> but
0: let's not just hedge all our bets. <laughs> let's also make a sequel to this ludicrously hated film. <laughs>
1: I I don't know. I mean, I'm not surprised, ultimately, because I just, I guess, I, I'm not very surprised that they're continuing to make the crap ones. I guess I'm just assuming that Michael Bay isn't on board to direct this one as well. That I
0: actually don't know. Not even confirmed as of yet. Again, it's probably just this producer just spewing absolute madness in the hopes that something will stick and seem popular
1: is there an element of he was caught off guard with like reporters going oh so which one are you continuing you know where's the timeline you know which is true which is canon which is the reboot which isn't and he kind of just went oh a boat's happening <laughs> he flipped the coin and it landed in the middle just kept twirling yeah, like, know, well that's edged. me done well anyway I've lost my job but I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm going down I'm swinging going with, I'm going down with Merlin and a big dragon uh, listen, we gotta move on from garbage movies and the one good one. Yeah, and
0: to, the one the lone gun
1: one. To event cinema in the form of Christopher Nolan's latest okay. Uh now listen, again this guy is so tight lipped about anything related to any of his upcoming movies, even if it's a story that's completely original, he's still very secretive about it. Very, all this, very secretive. Which you really gotta commend. The guy doesn't even own a proper phone, he just has to have people relay things to him orally. Is that and I'm is that true? O- hour- hourly, hourly, L- like an hourly exam. I should specify. <laughs> okay. Listen, he doesn't. He genuinely only has like some sort of like a thirty-three ten I equivalent. Um, he just doesn't believe in kind of wasting time in the ether that is the internet and social media. But <clears throat> this is interesting. There's very little being released on this, but the most interesting description of you know the rumors surrounding it were that it's a romantic thriller. But imagine, and this is quite an extraordinary description. Imagine Inception. Crossed with north by northwest. Yeah,
0: I I saw this. I, it's, now correct me if I'm wrong. North by northwest is the plane, right? The plane shoot into the crop fields.
1: The crop duster moment. Yeah, the crop so duster it's Terry Perfect. There it's we a go. Hitchcock classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People will know it um, from that
0: episode of The Simpsons, as opposed to the actual film itself. By the way.
1: Yeah, or um, the Anthony Horowitz book uh, South by Southeast. Um, well worth a read. <laughs> That's a good book. Sure. actually. <laughs> but so the north by northwest is like is is kind I, I don't know inception i don't know like what they mean they're like that's that could be mean anything that there's a dream element that it's just futuristic that it's just you know really kind of trippy or just thought-provoking or something north where, northwest is like an innocent man scenario where he's on the run from like a shady sort of a cult slash government scenario so i i don't know what that really mean it gives us very little other than it sounds very interesting because it's Christopher Nolan
0: I mean that, that's also, but that almost sounds like you're just saying it's like Inception with extra bits of Inception
1: yeah is, surely it's cheating to describe a Christopher Nolan movie after one of his own movies yeah I mean that's one.
0: that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's just so like Transformers oh and well, it's two- gonna be like my other ones yeah <laughs> I was about to go use the Transformers again you know Transformers 3 is a lot like Transformers 2 <laughs>
1: that it's phenomenally poor huh. but listen um exciting times for me um, my doppelganger my stunt double robert pattinson is uh, currently um pegged as the lead
0: i as, saw as, that as, what do you think as, of that? as far
1: as um i i really don't know um i can't not see myself when i uh, see that guy on screen so it's, it's, it's quite a quite a battle for me personally um, I'm going to be honest. Whatever. We're going to
0: put a picture of you on the website just to just to show that this isn't because of the name, but it actually you do have an uncanny resemblance to him.
1: Well, I think it's 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 broached as a topic to me in the sense that people kind of go, "Hey, uh, you look like that uh, that creepy vampire guy." That's typically how it's it's brought up. But I think it's interesting casting. Apparently, you know, I've seen him in a, in one of those David Cronenberg movies uh, where he's in a limo for the entire thing, and it's it's. It's 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 very intense but he's very good in it. That's
0: what I have actually heard he's very good in it. So I actually have to be fair, I think he does have some acting chops. Um what is that film he's in where spoilers um at the end of the film he gets killed because he's in the Twin Towers? Oh fucking it's on literally on the tip of my tongue. Ugh, anyway the whole film has nothing to do about that it's actually a, i can't kind of think it's a romantic e-trillery thing and then at the very end of the last scene he kind of he just makes it and then a plane crashes into the twin towers it's all very strange and unusual
1: and is it remember me remember me there it is that's the one uh, i haven't seen it but um it looked very kind of chalky and cheesy yeah apparently it's so, very good yeah, just, yeah no he's obviously by all accounts he's, he's like he seems to be quite a capable actor. Past um, the old I, Twilight. I think. Premiere. See, I think that's why people are struggling with it, even though he's left that like literally a decade ago. But um, I'm looking forward to this regardless because it's Christopher Novel. It's going to be an event movie. It's going to be phenomenal.
0: I imagine but, uh, Hans Zimmer is going to be doing the music. I imagine it's going to be synch uh Christopher Nolan's studio, and I, I mean the guy can't do any wrong if you ask me. So
1: he can't. He just can't. But it it's, it sounds phenomenal though, because if he kind of puts like a classic spin, but with you know his kind of futuristic um sort of trapping you know that mind mind bending sort of sensibility i think we're in for a real treat
0: me too and again it's always good to be hopeful about a christopher nolan film because he very very rarely lets you down even if it's not what you expect it's always something good i find
1: i watched a video essay on the prestige only last night and i keep forgetting how layered and phenomenal that movie arguably his best one it, it, his it's most e- easily
0: easily my most famous my most favorite Your most famous. my most famous <laughs> film
1: you wrote it in fairness <laughs> hey
0: listen man i count i count as a person it is my favorite christopher nolan film it, easily it's it's amazing i love it so much i always have i remember seeing it for the first time there's a scene when he just looks at that weird mystery box thing and the music crescendos and i was like wow this guy this guy knows his stuff
1: well, I think what's, we, we should really do a special on this one, but what's phenomenal about that movie is that they, they gave away the the secret to the entire movie in the first few minutes. Oh, we definitely like, watched the
0: same video recently, didn't we? Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 nice. But um, listen, I love about Christopher Knoll. Um, what have you got next on the docket?
0: Okay, so as I've uh, previously mentioned, I absolutely adore kind of... 80s movies you know be them early 80s late 80s and Bill Murray is awesome. and late,
1: did you say late 80s and ladies is that what you went for there I, I wish <laughs> I had I'm a big fan of uh, the late 80s and the ladies <laughs> Ross Chapman coming at you
0: that's going on a t-shirt <laughs> I'm, I'm calling it right now we're getting the, the, the late 80s and the ladies <laughs> <laughs> That does sound like I'm chasing after older women. But anyway, um, I'm a fan of the old, you know, kind of 80s throwback films. And this one's, uh, I remember after my last Gremlins news from last time, which was practically crazy.
1: Uh, Gold, gold, as far as I'm concerned. Well,
0: well, get a load of this. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, have you seen Groundhog Day with Bill Murray and Andy McDowell? Yes. Yes. Well, they're making a sequel to Groundhog Day. But... (laughs) Of course it's not a traditional movie sequel. It is in fact a PlayStation VR experience. It's called get this Groundhog Day. Like Father, Like Son. where you play Phil, Collin- Phil Connors Phil Collins I wish it was Phil Collins' son <laughs>
1: Phil <you play>? Collins <laughs> every time you wake up in the air tonight just starts yeah. belting out <laughs> of the radio <laughs> beside you <laughs> <laughs> Phil can Collins you feel it
0: oh yeah plays uh, on the radio every morning
1: <laughs> <laughs> Phil Collins in Grand Dog Day
0: that was hilarious man well done <laughs> I clap for you man well done uh, so <laughs>
1: God can you please I, this is going to be difficult for you to probably describe but I what VR, Groundhog Day, this is fascinating. How does this work?
0: So, you know, weirdly enough, this is actually something that I think VR is quite suited to. So obviously in Groundhog Day, it was the same day over and over and over again and uh, repeatedly experienced by Bill Murray until he eventually figures out the right way to go about things. That actually seems built, VR is built for something like that because you're essentially giving whatever, a kind of limited amount of commands you can do you can interact Mm. with certain people and objects and obviously you just get to keep repeating the days, repeating the same motions, repeating the same actions until you get the best possible result in a way as weird and strange as a concept, a sequel to Groundhog Day in Playstation VR sounds on paper, because trust me, it does Um, actually, I think it could be It could be a solid choice.
1: But how is it going to play? Look, I get the logic of video games are like, you die, you repeat. You die, you repeat. Live, die, repeat. live tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) But so that logic makes sense to me in terms of, but that was the only initial link I could think of for Groundhog Day. Like, how is it going to play? Because all I could think of is that uh, this is just talk about going full circle. But like, you know, the way... um, you can play office games in VR. Yeah. Like you can you can play the monotony of an office as a game. Uh, like it's literally called um on the job or uh, uh, Office uh, Office on. Simulator.
0: It's also office, it's absolutely it, fantastic game, by the way. See, can I just highlight
1: no, here, like this is so I guess if Office Simulator can get away with being brilliant, which is a simulation in theory of you working in an office. Oh, job,
0: sorry, job simulator,
1: sorry, sorry. Job simulator. Um then I surely a Groundhog Day movie can work, and maybe they could put like a thriller or a mystery spin on it. You know, like they could make it maybe a bit, bit more. I don't know, intimidating. Spooky. Oh, they're definitely not going think? to do that. Oh, this if is you read like the kind of cheesy, press release thing about it, it's going remake. to
0: be as, as tweed as as, tweed as possible.
1: Is this going to be canon? Is this going to be the Groundhog Universe? Is God, off, like man,
0: I was, I was holding that one back. I was waiting to say it's the GDEU, the Groundhog Day Expanded Universe. <laughs>
1: This is every day, Ross, you hit the news with just one nugget of <laughs> extravagance <laughs> that I cannot believe. You've got to have <laughs> this, those
0: uncomprehendable uh, information, you know?
1: I mean, this stuff just writes itself. I, like The Groundhog Expanded... <laughs> what did you say? The Groundhog, Groundhog Day
0: Expanded Universe. <laughs> Expanded
1: Universe. It also sounds
0: like a, play, a, a police station from like Resident Evil, the GDEU.
1: Mm. that remake is getting rave reviews by the way
0: oh my god it bloody has mm.
1: uh, okay so are you excited about this are you going to buy it you are the you own VR look so...
0: I, I mean if as a demo I'll probably play it and never touch it again until it goes to two quid which it invariably will because who mm. in their right mind is going to buy a Groundhog Day VR experience
1: <laughs> well listen I, I would love and I know it's the same movie and I know this is a big ask but I would love at some point when you're playing uh that game, inevitably, which you probably will be, there will be a moment where you hear this faint, just passing <laughs> passing phrase, just an echo. And you're like, did I hear that correctly? And you'll play the level again. You'll rinse and repeat, you'll go back. And then in one of the ears, because obviously it's it's immersive, you'll hear The flowers ah, are yes. still and standing. you gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll won't be Bill Murray, it'll be me. It'll be my version. Yeah no yeah, you will have pulled the developers would have pulled a recording from the previous episode. And they would have just used that instead
0: from an internationally classic. famous podcast. I understood the yeah. reference.
1: I mean, that's great news. Let's move swiftly along. Something I want to touch on briefly. Uh, I I sent a, a little note to you about this separately a week ago, and I need to mention it in case it happens. I need it to be said again. But Killian Murphy is now the favorite currently on the on the bookies specifically to be the next band. That's currently. The, the, the latest they're about to film the the last Daniel Craig one which is called Temporarily Shatterhand or something um, yeah which is like Shat their hands the more movie. like it yeah, yeah exactly that's when, when um, they were handed the script for this latest one they were like did you just sh- shat in my hands so that's yeah, what, yeah. what is this your <laughs> oh, <laughs> what is I shat her part? hand what? Uh, yeah I shat your what hand what did you
0: say it's like a Alan Partridge thing or oh, I shat her hand
1: but a while back you and I were contemplating how a Danny Boyle Bond movie would turn out and we were saying, who would you pick as the Bond, the alternate Bond, the, the one that would refresh it, the one that would reset it, the same way Craig did himself when he first took over from Brosnan. Killian Murphy, what do we think? Is Can he do it? Can he beat the band?
0: Rob Robinson, the 15th. I am not going to say that we are soothsayers, truth-tellers of p- prophetic vision, but mm-hmm. that's exactly what I'm going to say. We are true tellers, tellers, <laughs> or prophetic vision is what we are because we call that. I'm not going to say you're going to hear things here first, but I'm going to say right now you're going to hear things here. Wait a second, I said I wouldn't say that. You're going to hear
1: things here <laughs> first. Look, we this we said this months and months ago as what we, that, and it wasn't said as what as what we thought was going to happen. We said is this is what we feel would be a good option or what we we ourselves would like to see happen. In the Bondiverse, the, bondage-iverse. the Bondageverse, the oh, Bondiverse, yeah, the Bondiverse, the, the Bond, <laughs> the Bondiverse. Um, I got he be brilliant. We don't need to dwell on it too long because we've talked about it before. But you need if they want to do the refresh, the reset, rinse, rinse, repeat, live, die, repeat, live, die, repeat. <laughs> if they want, if Edge of Tomorrow, the Bondiverse. Right, this is a very interconnected. This is what we Narrative do. Okay, of, this, of is, this is the
0: new game, and we're playing. We're playing with movie producers now. All right, Rob. Okay, yeah, I want you to just name a Bond girl. And that's who it's going to be. Just we'll see what happens. Name, name, name a, a bond, girl. Uh, He's going to be the Bond girl. Who's it going to be a Bond
1: girl? A Bond girl. Jessica Chastain.
0: Right. Okay. So you're saying it's going to be Jessica Chastain, and Let, I, she will be
1: ultimately. Turns out she's the villain. That's the twist.
0: And she'll get so she's, chastised for being chastained. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that was laboured. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, it was shit. Oh. Listen. Um, <laughs> Uh, we don't dwell on. Other, let's not dwell on this again. But if this, this if this comes to pass, I'm just so thrilled that we happen to record <laughs> that, that, that commentary.
0: My God, so will I. But uh, but look, as we said before, genuinely, I think he would be an absolutely fantastic choice. I think he could really mm-hmm. bring a different bond, a different vibe, a different style. And I think Bond kind of needs to go that way because I think it's. And let's
1: be let's be real here. Probably the best actor out of certainly better than any of the previous ones. Craig is good. But like Kenny Murphy is he's an actor. Yes, yeah, he's He's a man thing. of craft. He could
0: bring an intensity that hasn't been seen in the Bond
1: films oh previously. Oh god, I I think a terrifying intensity, like mm. like a cold blooded kind of dark side that's waiting to be unleashed. Mm. The Darth Vader of Bond.
0: The Darth Vader
1: of Bond. <laughs> Sorry, the Darth Vader of bondage. <laughs> the, but, <laughs> which <laughs> is, is that a lightsaber away. in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs>
0: Heavy breathing. <laughs>
1: that so long. What do we got next? Um, listen, I think really what we need to discuss here is th- more recent news and something we you and I've recently seen. Let's Marvel, do it. Captain Marvel was released. Um, we're not going to go into too in depth, but we're going to do some high level thoughts. What we thought of the movie. Obviously, we know it's a, certainly a commercial success already. Only two weeks in. Quick, quick some quick, some quick uh, side notes. Six eyes opening. I said that earlier. Um, review wise. Didn't excel certainly on the lower tier for the MCU. 64 Metacritic is the is the basis I always use. Um, I Rotten Tomatoes. Mess. Yeah, <laughs> we we both did. We both, lost we, that both we both we lost that bet <laughs> We 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 for some reason we thought it it'd just be better. It, we just thought it'd be received better. Um, it's 79 on, on Rotten Tomatoes as well. So despite uh, I'm kind of un, I'm unsure about that because of the aforementioned uh, trolls. But listen, Ross, what did you think of it?
0: right i've held this in for quite a long time rob because i knew you hadn't seen until yesterday um
1: that's what she said
0: yeah i was (laughs) uh, i was i was unimpressed to be honest unimpressed i was unimpressed i thought it was very much a film of two halves um and the first half was not terrible and something happened then in the second half, which you want to guess, I believe, that, So that I'm not going, Ross, that I don't Ross like. and
1: I have not discussed this at all yet, other than the fact that Ross wants really wants to know what I think of a particular direction the movie took. Yeah. And I have to assume, and listen, folks, there'll be a little bit of spoilers in here because we can't kind of, we're going to be jumping in and out of this. So if you don't, if you haven't seen Captain Marvel, definitely, you know move to the next segment we'll, we'll put some timestamps or so something before, right then, before
0: we get into this should we just say each of us say did you did you think it was good bad and different okay so I'm already so I said I was unimpressed but I'd say overall it was a, a generally okay film that's as much as I can yeah, say
1: I, I totally agree but as in if it fell for the same trappings as the generally okay Marvel movies very much by the numbers some I, I thought it definitely I agree it got progressively a bit more hulky does that does that make sense like it started very i was like there was there was world building at the start there was intrigue there was great combat scenes interesting stuff we hadn't seen before from like a tech standpoint i really felt like i was watching something in the mcu i hadn't seen before and then we got to earth and it was Mm. it was it was almost like it was trying too hard to be endearing yes
0: yes i I, that's very that's very correct
1: (laughs) Uh, listen the cast in France were solid. I think there's a lot of criticism of Ray Larson. I think she was fine in the role. I think she was she's like she's a soldier. People were saying she's wooden. I think she if anything she's a bit too nearly too bubbly if she was supposed to be a soldier. Um nothing spectacular. She it's not like she's not the same sort of glove fit that say Robert Denny Jr. is or um you know some of the other cast are but to be fair you could argue whereas the depth to tour up until his third movie, that, you know, very true. Black Black Widow is, is definitely quite kind of stoic and wooden. So I think let's give her let's 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 give her the benefit of the doubt here. This is this is we've barely seen this character. We're operating off a two hour movie here. I I
0: had no problem with Brie Larson uh, as as her acting. I I felt the character was dealt a very very poor hand. And again, I'm going to go back into spoiler territory here again. I suppose uh, the character is amnesiac. So throughout the majority of the film, she doesn't know herself. So therefore, as an audience, it's hard to get behind this character because we don't really get a sense of her personality. And again, yeah. that's, I don't think it's Brie Larson's fault. I think, unfortunately, the story is, is done in such a way that that's integral to it, which, again, yeah. we discussed this in the Bumblebee review, whereas sometimes he's amnesiac, sometimes he's not. Uh, this kind of There's a,
1: it, it generates inconsistency almost by default, that it, kind of... exactly yeah
0: so i definitely i mean that's
1: definitely interesting but i think it is elevated by some of the other cast members some definitely some strange decisions I, i'm not gonna lie we know samuel l jackson's in it as as nick fury weirdly bubbly and upbeat for a character i'm just not used to seeing operating at that level of enthusiasm i'm just i guess that this is before he's gone through the ringer with some of the other stuff but i personally struggled with how positive and sort of silly he was nearly. and
0: and how I mean how much stuff can he go through I mean because again spoilers he he gets his eye cut so that whole eye thing the, the eye patch then brought into it all that kind of stuff I mean it seems like there's not much else to really happen in between the films because he talks a lot about in, in Captain America the Winter Soldier he says the last person I trusted this to me and he shows his eye and you know you, God, you yeah, think he's probably been through a lot
1: right yeah, the payoff for the eye thing was poor. Very, that very poor. Dealt, it was such a passing moment. I'm not going to, we don't need to spoil what it was, but you could see it coming a mile away. You could see it coming a mile away. If you knew, particularly now if you know going in that he loses his eye in this movie, you will call it the second a particular character enters the, the frame. Not a good payoff. I mean, he was good. He was fun. I, I just think it was at odds with who he is in every other movie and every other iteration we've seen him in. You know, like he's so serious in everything else.
0: I I, I could I can't see that character that he was in that film, especially in light of the events of Captain Marvel. I can't see that character developing into the Nick Fury he is in the films we see later. I can't yeah. see him turning into the the, the the Nick Fury we see in Iron Man because what possibly could happen in those interim years, that would be such a catastrophic change in his personality. If this, anything, this. he would have the opposite effect where he would be more positive because he knows that there's these positive forces out there and that there's people in his own, you know, his own organization that he can trust. Mm.
1: Yeah, irrelevant of, the, of just the real-world timeline, the MCU timeline dictates that the next hero he meets is Iron Man. So what groundbreaking event happens that makes him so cynical? Is it Office Life? Does office life yeah, is, he of Avengers, is he still working on that Avengers? Is he so sick of working on that Avengers initiative document that that's what disheartens him? That's what makes him so sad and depressed? I mean, again,
0: <laughs> in, those, in those whatever 10 years, he's obviously added nothing to it because the, the Iron Man's the first one who came around. And it
1: hasn't evolved at all.
0: It's like ah, I finally have something to add. It just has the document and Iron Man. I clicked I clicked
1: save as on this file back in nineteen ninety five and I haven't opened it since. Yeah. There's there's a whole litany of things. Bush. listen, right. we need to, we need to address for so I think listen, I certainly enjoy I think it started off great, definitely out of intrigue. It got, it got very clumsy. There's a fight. The final sort of, if we're going to call it a boss battle between the, the, the bad guys and her when she's kind of discovered her true potential. It's so weirdly clumsy in comparison to how elite these soldiers were at the start of the movie. I, I was so confused by it. Um, Took me
0: out of film completely. And then, uh, no doubts, I'm just the girl starts playing. And I didn't know what I was supposed to feel. None of the characters even put up any any kind of uh, problems with fighting her I didn't say hey you were with us or or anything they showed no remorse they just they completely just switch off as people
1: yeah there's bits where they're having conversations in between beating the absolute crap out of each other which doesn't make any sense there's a bit where like the sniper has her like scope trained on her and you're like oh well she's she's got a clip oh no she waits for a, a specific moment of dialogue to happen and then she decides it's it's very slow pacing in comparison to like the the snappier kind of more elite stuff that was happening that they literally demonstrated they could do at the very start of the movie but, they but set, anyway, they
0: set up a kind of a relationship at the start between them and show you that they they're, they're kind of have each other's backs and they support each other but then that's again just completely thrown out the window. They're, they're, nothing happens to any of the characters really. There's no setup between. I mean, some of the characters in this film then appear later on in Guardians of the Galaxy, and again, there's no connective tissue at all. So I question oh, why they're in it in the first place if they're not going to actually connect str-
1: them. In particular, there's a major villain appears, and I cannot believe they used him for that, this that, for for no reason. He comes and goes. He gets a little bit scared and decides, "Yeah, I'm out of here."
0: So this is this is Lee Pace's Roland the Accuser, who was uh, the main villain in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. For no apparent reason, uh, shows up in this film for about five minutes and then just and he, leaves. And it listen, down. his
1: his rough his rockets have a very have a fundamental flaw where if one explodes in proximity to another, it creates this ludicrous chain reaction where they all conveniently blow up, and they like n- nothing happens he's like this how did they stop our advanced sci-fi tech i'll tell you why because your rockets are shit
0: that's why they, they were in the uh, the star wars the last jedi uh,
1: school of rocketeering listen we've danced on this enough i know now for sure what your problem with this is go for it this movie introduces the scrolls and they're these famous this famous line of villains from the comics from what i understand and i am not a, i'm not nearly at the same level of comic book fan that ross is but it turns out that the scrolls are good guys.
0: Right, so can I tell you if that's it or not? Yes. That is not it.
1: Is it really not it? That's not the, prob- that's not the, the problem the I
0: had no problem with that. In fact, I was like, that's actually kind of novel. I'm, I'm, that's okay. That's fine.
1: Well, do you know what? They, well, Regardless of whether that was your problem or not, I feel like the reason they picked that, it means that it immediately eliminates us assuming that some of the existing heroes yes, are scrolls yeah. because the scrolls aren't bad guys. That's why they made that decision.
0: I, I agree with you on that. I think because but, so many people had theorised it, that they wanted to kind of head, out, head it off at the pass a little bit.
1: Mm, so they'd they, 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 they nipped that theory in the bud, essentially. Now, it could still happen, but it's far less likely now that you will have a bad guy as a scroll in cover as one exactly, of the Avengers or yes. something, because they're definitively just refugees. Which which is good, though,
0: because that means that we're not going to undercut one of our characters, who we've built up emotional investment with, which look, I'm okay with that mm. because I think it might be a bit of a cop out at some point in the movie to mm. be like, well, this wasn't them all along, this was a scroll.
1: Mm. But so what is your, so what is the, the direction that you've real you, you took real issue with? I was trying to predict it. So if it's not the scrolls, let me have a quick think here. If it's not the scrolls, what would it be in the movie? Oh, there's no point of me guessing because we'll waste time, but what is it?
0: And this okay, so this is and this is going to lead on to our discussion because we're going to talk about the end game, Avengers end game share a little bit. So this all kind of oh. feeds into one another here. But and it's a problem the Marvel universe has been heading towards for a while. But with this film, they just jumped headfirst into it. It's the power levels at the end of the film of Captain Marvel.
1: I knew. Okay, you're on about the bit where at one point she is just flying through a spaceship like a hot yes. knife through butter.
0: It's. I was talking about this it, on this very podcast before with you and Carol. They have literally created themselves the Superman problem. For now, they have created a character so powerful, the tension and the drama falls to pieces.
1: Yeah, we're in trouble here. She Could she breathe in space, by the way? Like, sometimes
0: she could, sometimes she couldn't.
1: There's a lot of inconsistencies there, and I feel like they're obvious ones. But yeah, when she unlocks her power, and to be fair, I actually think they dealt with her origin of her powers in an interesting way. It it I wasn't expecting it the way to be the way it was. Up and and there's actually a kind of a fun twist. But why is she just cr- like crazy powerful? Like did you did you notice a bit where in the score it was such a clear homage to the Superman score yes. where she's where she takes yes. off. She starts flying. Yes. And it's so suddenly obviously Superman. Uh, like a, like like Superman.
0: But it, it, it's it's it creates a problem of now, like any kind of momentum and tension built up by the Thanos is so super powerful, and the Avengers can come close to him. Well, she can just fly in and beat him, unless there's going to be some MacGuffin created. And how is she going to stand with Captain America at her shoulder and Black Widow and Hawkeye? And I mean, she can literally do anything. <laughs> they don't have any powers.
1: I yeah, that's that's definitely going to be an issue. I mean, we were all like people were already concerned about. It. Uh, Thor's strength fluctuates wildly over the MCU and that's always been a weakness ironically but in character like in terms of consistency and continuity you know what do they do with him but they've just decided well we're doubling down on the strength thing and we're just making her even more powerful and
0: then looking forward because the Marvel films are always very forward looking where does our universe go now can you now bring back a ground level story When one of your characters can fly from literally the ground. She falls from space, from a spaceship at one point, to Earth and doesn't kill her. She gets up
1: literally moments later. And
0: that's when she's not even as powerful as she is at the end.
1: I'm predicting that um, that when she first arrives, maybe there's an initial quick tussle with Tor that sets our expectations of who's stronger.
0: (laughs) This probably will be, actually, yeah.
1: (laughs) And just as a reminder to the audience okay well you know how powerful thor is after the, the last decade of movies oh and it's either going to set her as for maybe equal you know minus i'd say maybe minus the photon or blaster what what was the pa- i can't remember what the power was whatever the energy beams that she does i also can minus remember. those that the, the, the hand hand strength of maybe that's on par with thor or hulk maybe but outside that you're kind of wondering yeah but she can fly and she can literally she can literally soar through an entire spaceship and just She can apart. fly the hyperspace by herself. Why doesn't she just get on Why the ship? <laughs> it's right there. It's I'm right there. i to fly beside it. <laughs> what, if we, what if we turn? Lads, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I don't want I don't, I to don't take up a seat. I'll, I'll, I what fly. if we turn
0: right at the last star? Oh, God. We'll never find each other listen, again.
1: You brought an interesting topic because obviously the end credit scene, the pager from Infinity War is seen on um, Captain America and Black Widow and... Uh, bruce banner and who else is there is it roadie
0: roadie's there as well yes
1: or is it roadie's there and they're like oh what are we gonna do with this 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 pager and then she shows up she says where's fury so that leads quite neatly into the end game trailer what did you think
0: i i think this film is doing an amazing job of not showing us anything and i hope to god that it keeps doing that
1: not only is it showing us anything we now have the information from the previous movie that there's a very high probability that a lot of these scenes are complete um uh they're they're, they're designed to misguide us they're, they're 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 just to completely send us in the wrong direction yeah. of what's happening and so many things are very clear about this campaign apparently the directors only released a tiny amount of footage for the, the the studios that put together you know the agencies that put together mm. the trailers um here's the interesting part the big reveal well first of all they used footage from the old movies to use up half the trailer first of all that was clever it builds hype but doesn't spoil anything uh, which I glad I'm more than happy with but they included Tony Stark at the end of it having regrouped with the Avengers in the, these fancy spacesuits do you think that is um, fake do you think that is uh, a misdirection
0: no actually but I think all of that's going to happen in the first five minutes of the film I think we expect it to be Tony Stark gets back at the end. Interesting. I think the opposite. I think Tony Stark's going to say those things, send it away and instantly get rescued and then they're going to go back to Earth ah. or maybe join on some other planet and with the first 10 minutes of the film that's going to be pushed to the side.
1: Oh, okay. Well, see, I think so in the previous trailer there's a bit where The Hulk is running I think. Uh, the whole, no no I was going to say the bit it's this is a bit of an innocuous moment it's just a bit where they, they kind of are assembling on grass outside it's Cap and Black Widow and and Bruce Banner or, or and Rhodey I think and they're looking at something obviously I think that's Tony Stark coming into land with Nebula ah. I think that's what that is that's my assumption based on that that struck me as something that's earlier on in the movie as well and um, not that early but something that happens certainly within the first half an hour maybe so I, we all I think assume like there's no way they're just going to let Tony Stark die. From oxy- oxygen I'd love shorts. to, did.
0: but just to, as look, I'm not to get rid of that character that way, but just because it would be unusual. And I mean, look, realistically, by the end of this film, there's going to be a reset button of some kind, hit. so they could do that and bring him back.
1: Mm. I mean, I think it's a good trailer. I'd definitely build in the pipe. I initially I was like, will this movie be as big as big, you know, commercially as the other one? And now I'm thinking it's going to be bigger bigger. because people need the payoff it's
0: the first time I've ever seen a a person a film producer a kind of director come out and say we don't want any more advertisements for this movie
1: is there a penguin in Antarctica that doesn't know Avengers is is released at the end of April this is I mean it's big news I'm excited about it but
0: but can we just get to this next because this is this is gold Rob and you said it okay you put up on our Twitter account and everything I want you to say your theory because this is god damn it if this isn't the best thing I've ever heard on the internet
1: so back to our you know our prophecy or you were the soothsayers we're so mo- the soothsayers of our generation I just had an epiphany like a month ago where I I'm very fond of cap and the more news that comes out of about Avengers the the more I hear about oh he's you know the person who's gonna lay down their lives to die is gonna be cap he's he's gonna he's gonna because he's a man of honor he will sacrifice himself ultimately for everyone else and to be honest I could see that happening. That's that's what scares me. But something struck me. My obviously my subconscious was working overtime to try and find <laughs> a way, find a loophole where they would lose Cap, but he wouldn't die. And this is my assumption at this point. This is what I'm calling. I'm predicting that in Avengers Endgame, there will be some because of the quantum realm. They, they've really heavily, heavy-handedly kind of said, "Oh, you know, Scott Lang is involved. That man's involved. There's going to be quantum realm stuff. There might be a time travel element or something." But After he saves the day, I I I just have this gut feeling that Cap will get an option to choose between remaining in the past or going back to where he was in the present time with the rest of the Avengers. But to be with Peggy Carter, he will opt to remain in the past to stay with her. Because, as you quite rightly mentioned, Ross, he owes her a dance. And, like, I think that would be quite beautiful and fantastic, and it means we don't lose Cap. But we do lose. Like yeah, he doesn't die, but we do lose. And him. like knowing comics,
0: as I know comics, that is such a comic book thing to do. That thing of losing him in the past, but that means you can also, at some point in the future, pluck him right back out. This speaks to me in volumes. When you said it to me, I was like, Cause "I did." I was thinking something like it, but I'm, I'm not going to try and claim credit. I definitely thought it as well. I don't know you do. This was all you. but <laughs> You definitely spoke. When I heard it, I was like, "Yes." Yes, and then Bucky, I was thinking more about it after you said it to me. And like Bucky has really been kind of put to the background in the last few films. The last thing, the mm-hmm. last big thing he did was, again, uh, Civil War when Iron Man found out that he killed his parents and was very angry. So now we have this character who needs atonement, who's going to be, now he's the one at a time without Steve Rogers. So that'll be him taking the mantle of Captain America like he does in the comics. It all, it would lead it up perfectly. I think this is, and again, it allows them to hit the reset button, but still lose an important character.
1: Yeah, and because Steve adores Bucky, he will probably hand him the shield and say something like, it's your turn now. yes. I'm late for a dance. And that, off he goes. that's
0: gonna be the line that's gonna be that's gonna be his last line he's gonna say something exactly like and you can't honest, do this and he's like i could do this all day anyway i'm late for a dance or something like that <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: yeah, yeah. I, I mean they should double down at this right i mean i and it, the reason i think that also is a possibility is because the russo brothers have had come out after avengers and after chris evans had said you know i'm you know you you, you get off you know you, it's it's important to quit while you're ahead all this all this good stuff but they said, you know, it's not impossible for Cap yes. to come back in future movies. They were like,
0: "You ain't done yet, boy."
1: <laughs> yeah, and what I what I also love is that they obviously, by their own admission, those directors when they were growing up, their favorite character was you know Spider Man, um, you know the big the the, the big ones the, the 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 title card characters. But they have a real affection for Cap because that's what got them into the MCU. So that's why I also think they're going to do him justice in this one. Like if you look at the poster that's oh, been it's released, exactly Cap <laughs> is. It's, he's front and centre and he did center. so little in the last yeah. one
0: they really kept him his use yeah. was very very small this, just, yeah.
1: this, they saved him and I, I think you and I agree what a genius move to just pair back on the, the big cast members in it and it's just the original group it's less messy they're just going off and they're saving the day and then he goes back to Peggy at the end I, oh I think god that would I'm be, struggling with it I
0: would love that would, and they've even been underplaying the whole relationship with uh, Sharon as well which again that's a big element of the comics but they don't seem to want to lean into it here mm. because again they're seeking it the, to go yeah. back I'm just I'm telling you
1: yeah because like you said they, they, they highlight the coffin yes. scene from yes. Civil War in the latest trader. but also previously I've watched the other Traders there's a bit where he opens his compass with a picture of Peggy Yes. Yeah. like it,
0: remember the, remember the, his oh. vision in Avengers Age of Ultron it was about him going for the dance
1: yeah, he's in a dance yes. hall. It has to be. I think we've called it. We've anyway. called
0: it. Right, let's move on. This is probably our last thing we're going to talk about today, I guess. And it's the old, uh James Gunn-a-ton, <laughs> you might say. Yeah, the gunn a The Gunn-a-ton. The, oh, the, the old I'm Gunners. i very, very... Um, I've, I have an interesting take on this. And I want to hear your take Go first before first. I say it. You want to hear my yeah. take
1: first? So, obviously, this is very, very fresh news. It sort of broke over the weekend. That he's back, hired as the director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. He was originally fired for tweets he made seven or eight years ago. The tweets were definitely in poor taste. But, you know, he suffered and he apologised and lost work for them the first time. So people were up in arms against him losing his directorial gig again for something that happened. I mean, the, the tweets were outrageous. But the, the question people are asking here is, did he know all the time he was going to be rehired? That's the big question. And part of me is saying... Yes, he did. But another part of me is saying, wait, why I understood that reference. did he take other dir- What? This is oh, a, this yeah, is a pure haven't...
0: gamble. This is a pure gamble. But I'm like, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm running out of shots here. It's probably So, I mean, I think this is wrong. But is it was it in Suicide Squad? No. God damn it. Oh, no. I wish I'd written down what we were talking about in the news there. Uh, <laughs>
1: we, uh, no, uh, we haven't got to that news item yet. But I'm going to say it again in an accent. Go for it. You're a sad, strange little man. Do you want me to finish the, I'll add another sentence okay. to it. You're a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell.
0: You're a strange, strange... We haven't got to that part yet.
1: No, no, no. Oh, God. Okay,
0: sorry. Keep going. Yep. I've lost anyway. I'll but I, mean, I an, used my one I, shot, and I, I used it too early.
1: You used your own... I understood that <sighs> reference. That's not, that's not bad, but... We probably spent too long talking about all this other stuff to get to the news item, but here, listen. You obviously have a particular take on it. I'm convinced that Disney knew they were always going to hire him back, I think he was probably a little bit unsure which why he initially was taking work, but it's so tact of them to kind of to, you know, fire him and act like oh, we've they taken the stats we disagree with this, basically. Yes, and then they've and then they've let the dust settle and just rehired him back because that makes the most money, business money, sense. Money, 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 money. So they did their corporate or social responsibility. They fired him because of what he said, and now they get him back again.
0: Right. So my take on this whole thing, and and I guess my take isn't so much on the whole fiasco and all that but my take is on the whole James Gunn thing cause everyone's talking about it right now and everyone's saying it's great he's back and all that and sure for Guardians and all that it is but like so James Gunn is now going to direct a new Suicide Squad movie which is also going to be a reboot which is insane because mm-hmm. it just literally came out last year alright so let's not start that it was so bad it was though. terrible but, but can you do a reboot of a film that was out last year and keep one of the actresses but not keep other actors? But anyway, anyway,
1: that's uh, they, I they're gonna have to get rid of everyone. They can't keep Margot Robbie and not... you can't do that because Will Smith you is not
0: Idris Elba is now anyway. in as as Deadshot. But anyway, my take my take on this whole situation is James Gunn is like not even a great director. <laughs> look at his look at his films. He's done the two Guardians films. Great, they're, they're very good films. Really enjoyed them. Have you seen Slither?
1: I haven't seen Scissor. I've seen Super though.
0: What the, and Super is at best an okay film.
1: I thought it was funny. I don't know how he got the Guardians cake off the basis of Super though.
0: Parts of Super like, are funny. Not all of I it. I think.
1: Is. I think. I think. I think the reason it's so good is because they have Rain Wilson, Rainn Wilson, um, Wilson um, yeah, aka yeah, Dwight Page. from the Office, um, as the guy as the lead, and he he is very funny as as the bagger. What what what's his phrase? Oh, Stop God. right there, crime, oh, or something God. like that. Shut up,
0: crime. Shut up, crime. And also, myself, <laughs> Kevin Bacon, is in the film. He's in which? He's in Super. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, because he takes Rain's wife.
0: Yes. But, like, he's directed that. He's also directed movie... For, well, some of Movie 43, which, if you've ever seen it, is the worst film ever made of all time. Mm. Um, PG Porn. It's the creator of what? that TV show. Oh, and okay. he did the screenplay for uh, the Dawn of the Dead movie, which is actually quite good, but didn't direct it. So, like, everyone's like, you gotta get James Gunn back, and he's gonna do Suicide Squad, he's gonna make it brilliant. Like, look at this guy's record. Well, I,
1: I've I've no interest in Suicide Squad after the last outing, and I don't care that he's really remaking that, but I, I if they're gonna try and tie up the the trilogy of Guardians, he is the man to do it. If Like, I'm not saying he's the best writer in the world, but he is definitely... Yes, it's I'm very a- difficult to take him away from that trilogy. I mean, he definitely thinks highly of himself. Like he goes on Facebook Live and talks about how much he—he's like, "Oh, I was such a critical component in terms of how they crafted the story for Infinity War. Like, I was such an, like I'm just like, all right, okay, all right, big guy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, okay, slow down, slow yeah, down, slow down
1: here. Yeah, I mean, it's worked out for you. Your, your your style of directing worked for a particular cast, you know, of outcasts, but. I, I, they really would have struggled to succeed with another director. I think that's the bigger point here. I mean, Regardless of whether he's good or not, to replace him and match it tonally, to try and use his script, but with a different director. He obviously had a very specific vision for particularly given how one evolved to two. He probably would have planning on evolving two to three even more mm-hmm. so with those guys. You know, I, I think another director would have struggled. Taiko Waititi said, oh, I would never do that to James. I would never take it off him. I bet you he was really thinking, how the hell... What I figure out how to take what he has done in the first two and translate it into something that he would have... Like, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, because okay.
0: mean, you could say by by getting rid of him, they were jumping the gun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God, that has to be a headline somewhere. Ah, yeah. Shoving the gun. I can feel the power coursing through my veins. It's very good. Very, very good. But listen, I think Unbalanced is probably good for the movie. He's back. I don't disagree with him being punished in the first place for, you know... <laughs> he, he he was always a bit of a a bit of a he was always a bit extravagant i think with a his loose name. cannon always, which is ironic because yeah, he's a, a gun he's a gun yeah ah. but um ultimately it probably makes sense financially and, and just even to make it a good movie that he's he's back but yeah there's... yeah look
0: i mean i i am glad he's back for the third guardians film but i just i do think it's funny that there is this i don't know people seem to now be idolizing him as some kind of Incredible director of, of Christopher Nolan esque status, or some kind of something else that mm. I just don't think he is.
1: You know, mm. I love this garden of James,
0: yeah. but that's about as far as it goes for me and James
1: Gunn, really. Yeah. Okay. So I got two items that I want to touch on very quickly. Go for it. Uh, one is the latest uh, anthology series from uh, our, the one and only David Fincher called uh, Love, Death, and Robots. It's animated, it's anthological, if that's a word, and it looks mad, and it's on Netflix. Um, essentially have you heard about this? I've
0: heard yeah I've heard very very mixed things i heard some of the episodes are brilliant others are not apparently yeah
1: well each each episode was animated animated by different crews from different countries like it's it's just if you look at the genre that that comes under it when you go on Netflix it says mind bending that's a genre on Netflix now like, if you click that genre, surely that's the only show that will appear then when you, <laughs> when you click that category. Uh,
0: it's Netflix. There's probably a, a lot of crazy shows that come up at this stage.
1: Yeah, that's true. There's, there's definitely something in the depths of that, that, that. Anyway, I think that looks interesting. What does he work on these days? That's what he's been cooking up in the background. He's working on this <laughs> random animated TV show. Yeah, well, I, don't, I saw the trailer for Love, Death and Roberts, and I thought this looks mad and something I want to see. Um, like it's been actually a weird bumper week for trailers. There was, there was, there was Avengers. There was Love, Death, and Robots. Um, Stranger Things season three. Strange, just today. Stranger Things. Uh, Toy Story four. Um, Toy Story four, which I have to say seems rushed. That trailer. Do you not think like it's like the dialogue is jumping over and back? We get a lot of the movie. Woody's walking with the spoon. The, the whole the whole film i'm just i, I like I'm, I'm
0: why why do you exist i don't know i don't i, I, I think it's a, the first misstep they they've made now but
1: look that tra- the trailer actually put me off it a little bit it, it seemed like they're trying to pack too much in it's a strange one it,
0: it almost seems to be hitting the the nostalgia or like it's a this is a serious emotional film too hard i'm like look it's okay guys we'll, we'll read into that ourselves we don't need it I, I
1: saw i saw a tweet describing it it's just like uh, Woody takes a suicidal spoon on a road trip and convinces him not to t- that- not to take his own knife. <laughs> oh,
0: that's nice.
1: I like that. I like that uh, a lot. <laughs> but anyway, I actually ad-libbed the knife part, but the the, oh, the suicidal yeah? spoon thing. Yeah, yeah. That was the, the best part spoon, of it. The, I, the suicidal spoon thing was the tweet I saw, but you know, is it just Woody? Where does Bo Peep come into it? That trailer packed so much in; it felt rushed and strange. I don't know. I'm conf- I'm confused about it. Mm-hmm. but uh, we don't need to dwell on this you can, you can check it out yourselves
0: right I'm intrigued with this next thing so this is obviously where my I understand that reference card it should have been used so what is it
1: do you want me to tell you Go for it. Toy Story 4 well not Toy Story 4 but Toy Story is what it's from Buzz Lightyear says to Woody you're a sad strange little man and you have my pity farewell oh
0: I should have got that I feel bad now there's my credibility gone
1: well I think you assumed That I had said it Earlier Which is actually A problem I encountered The previous week As well I was like, You forget man
0: It's not easy
1: Yeah it's It's difficult I thought you might get it I Maybe if I mentioned Toy Story You might have gotten it But um, And to be fair That was from the first movie But I, I figured If we're on the canon Of Toy Story That would have been Enough of a prompt No That'd no it, it, it,
0: it would have been To be fair But look Look as I said I unceremoniously Blew my wad I don't <laughs> <laughs> dear oh oh dear Ooh. oh dear. it's the warming here is just me <laughs> uh
1: listen uh i think we've probably wrapped up most of the news and um, what what i don't i don't think we've much left the jonas brothers are back gotta mention that Do they're we? back i'm I, that's that's what i'm saying uh, well i
0: know one of my friends is going to be jumping for joy right now so uh good for good thanks
1: man good job <laughs> for mentioning that yeah oh god um, aquaman 2 december 22 release and the trench also, I've did that th- written in my notes. That's the extent of uh, the notes I've written on Aquaman 2. That's getting there. That did I talk release. about
0: before how the tagline should be "Get drenched in the trench"? I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. Just you can still use it, guys. I'll accept a small royalty fee. Is all.
1: Let's wrap this up with our world famous segment. World famous world famous nobody could hear what that was <laughs> I love it does anyone actually know what the segment is called because we keep just whispering it into the microphone excellent I don't know. let's it, keep it like fun. that
0: right so do you want to go first right. or shall um, I
1: well it's called Ross Fact Rob Fact so you might as well take it away buddy
0: alright then ah, so remember everybody you gotta guess is my fact true or is a Rob Fact true so
1: mm. one is true one is false
0: My fact is Lance Henriksen O.J. Simpson and Jean-Claude Van Damme were all considered for the role of the Terminator
1: Okay, and now for the Rob fact In J.J. Abrams' Star Trek reboot the sound of the automatic doors opening on the USS Enterprise was taken from the noise of a Russian train's toilet Alright we've done it everybody We we, we did we, it We, we got did to the it. end again And it's You got here with it I can't Every time I start these, I'm like i do not going to get it I'm looking through my lists We'll never make it We'll make it I was like Ross is going to pack himself up And go back into that cupboard That he's hiding ah. himself in That he doesn't send ball from He's, he's not going to make it to the end of this <laughs> I'm
0: like we're going to talk about Captain Marvel for another 45 minutes Which clearly we could have done But look Everybody Come on, get on board with us, guys. Follow us on Twitter, at CapUnderstands. Email us, the lads, at CapUnderstands.com.
1: Yes! What else we got? We got the website. Did you say the website? Or did you say the Twitter? The website is uh, CapUnderstands.com. Also, I'm very proud that the SEO is kicking in. We're now ranking for the term on the first page for just the phrase. I understood that reference. Even if you search for us that way, you'd bloody find the website. It'd be maybe four or five down, but we're there. Um, Larkin. For those of you who've who've noticed the, the the little swag store that I've that I've hidden, we're well not ready, but kind of sneakily kind of placed on the website. Bear with us on that. We're, we're trying to work on kind of postage uh, and delivery kind of prices that seem extraordinary extraordinarily high uh, for some reason. So I, I'm currently in a battle with T Public about that. But listen, not lots of atlas to catch us on. Um, we feel like uh, you know, iTunes of course as well. Plenty of options. Of course. So depending yeah, on your medium podcast, of choice, how you like to listen SoundCloud. to your to your to your to your media. We're there. We're just hiding in the corner. We're lurking in your phone. We're just, we're just, we're just there waiting for you. That's,
0: that's Got lots great. of stuff on the website as well. We to put up an article about five oh, kind of emotional moments in comics great. history, Marvel comics history that made me the person I am today.
1: Ross's debut drinking and thinking article. It's it's quite fantastic. And the idea behind that is Ross came up with the idea. How would you pair a good beer with some content that you're about to consume? And it it, it, it works quite well. I can't wait to actually experience the the recommendations you made myself over oh, Blue Moon. I believe. Oh, for drinking. Beer of choice. <laughs> yes,
0: I'm going <good> to think <laughs> as I drink.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to be thinking. I'm just going to be drinking.
0: Let's do it. All right. Well, next time yeah. we're going to be talking about. At last, we're going to get to that. Uh, our segment that we want to discuss for a while, where we talk about, you know, films that should have just given up, franchises
1: that should have just cancelled, mm, TV Leave shows it there, folks. Movies. But we had to, yeah, we were thinking we were doing that now, but, you know, we had to address the, the just the bonkers amount the news that came over the last little while. But, um, listen, folks, as always, thanks for listening. I've been Rob. And I've been Ross. And uh, this has been I Understood That Reference. Have a good one. Episode five, 5. We're we've done. we already got the end of it.
0: Woo! Yeah. Turns out none of us was recording at all.